Did you know that the first FPS video games were Maze War and Spasm, developed in 1973? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy. And open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 175. My name's Gareth Bright, I'm going to be your host. And on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good afternoon. Sunny afternoon in Nottingham. I'm very well. How are you? Very good, thank you. And my virtual right is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, good. How are we all? I mean, you're going to call me then. I was going to call you. I was going to call you. Didn't? 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 Yeah. A short name. I'll take that. Uh, I've had a very long day, so it's good. Didums. and there's Didums on the right, and there's uh, Tweedledum opposite me, Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? How very rude. Um, hi, Gareth. I've just I've got to say at the top of the show how in awe I am of your absolute professionalism Absolutely. um you know that you managed to nail those intros every time without any repeats or anything repeat at all anything, um, never. Yeah. never no you that's what i was saying i am constantly amazed good. so uh, good job gareth well very done mate. thank you very much um listeners will, will feel the sarcasm dripping off the pause <laughs> <laughs> All I'll say is it's amazing what you can do in the edit. <laughs> Great, it's really good. Um, right, gentlemen, how's our week been? Let's start with this go round. Let's start with Darren. How's your week been? Um, my week has been okay. I suppose uh, the highlight is probably going to see the Meg Two, which I think I mentioned last week, um, and it was. Um, it was not great, but it's exactly what you'd expect from those type of films. Um, ridiculous massive shark going around terrorizing people but it's not just sharks this time there's other stuff in it as well um it's a little bit all over the shop though but you kind of get what you expect from that film so that was okay and then um really boring just had a big sort out of clothes and things and took things to the charity shop so yeah a bit of a life admin week really so nothing too exciting on my side oh okay that's all right vintage mate that's what you want yeah um, let's go to Richard. Have you had a better week than Darren? From the sounds of it, yeah. I think last time I was on the <laughs> podcast, I was saying I was going to, to Dublin for the day with some friends. Yeah. Um, and we got there. We got into the centre of Dublin about quarter to eight. Uh, the only place that was open naturally was a Weatherspoons. So we were going in there to, <laughs> in there to watch. I think at this, at this point, it might have been the round of 16 game for the women's England Women's World Cup. Mm. Um, and we got there, no one was drinking. We were like, this is a bit odd even for a Weatherspoons. Um, <laughs> second second half finished, then it was obviously going to extra time. I was like, what's going on here? No one's drinking. Uh, so we had a chat with the, the bar staff, and it turned out that we'd gone on a bank holiday and they weren't serving alcohol till half 12. <gasps> oh, Ooh. wow. Okay. So oh. for par on my, my planning part, but we, <laughs> we met the most of it after... <laughs> When the bars finally opened, anyway. Oh my god! It was a good day in Dublin. Yes, yeah, the weather was nice. Uh, Dublin, we we did a bit of touristy things. Got to see a few sites, such as the big needle that, that Darren told me about. Ooh, um, we were going to go inside. Yes, we were going to go in the the rock and roll museum until we realised uh, it was twenty euros, and the only two pictures that we could see were of you two and Sinead O'Connor, now that she's everyone's favourite again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. When you said you two, I thought you were talking about two of us from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, you and, you and Gareth. That forgotten know, Irish rock band, before. you two. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Darren had a band in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he was about like, 12. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul, what about your week? How's it been? Well, my week has been... I think exciting is the word. Um, I've been to Manchester again um, because they've finally finished knocking all of the walls down. Um, so I've had to do all the cabling again. So I have spent the majority of the past two days working at height 
Now, this usually was either on top of a very tall stepladder or wandering across some rafters. There's there's no falling through roofs this week. But then I needed to do some cabling in the warehouse part. So we had three scissor lifts on site. So I said, can I have a scissor lift? And they said, no. I said, well, how am I going to get to the roof of the warehouse? They said, what we'll do is we'll get a pallet, stick it on the front of the fork truck, and you can stand on the pallet. I said, well, that seems completely safe and very sensible. Um, so, yeah, I was being driven around about 10 metres in the air on the top of a forklift, balanced on a pallet while I'd strung cables about. So, yeah, you can tell the uh, health and safety guys on holiday. Um, but, yeah, so that that was perhaps the highlight of my week. Not so much the working at extreme height, the fact that I managed to get back down to the ground without falling off. So uh, there is a bit of a pattern developing whenever I try and go places. I do tend to uh, end up falling and injuring myself, but I managed to avoid that this time. So uh, everything's good in the hood. Who's running your place? Is it Chuckle Brothers? Um, no, the, the, no, there's only one of them now, isn't it? Oh, so right, it's like yeah, yeah. For me. For me. So, right. But yeah, it's... Um, Honestly, mate, I, I, I can't even. So, yeah, it right. was um, lots of fun anyway. So, Good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> again. Um, I was, I've been doing lots of stuff, but I thought I'd just mention now, because we are a gaming. But that's what we do, isn't it? Podcast, we chat about games. Um, I decided... Occasionally. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. I thought, I need to sort my hard drive. I need to get rid of these games that I've had in my hard drive. That I keep going, I'll get around to playing that again, or I might finish that game off. And I massive clear out. Um, and got everything because the Starfield is ready to download tomorrow if you want to do a pre-download it. Do you know how much um, how many gigs it is? Me too. It's 125. 125, 125 gigs. Yeah. So, how have you not got 125 gig free? Because I review games. I'm like someone out here who just does your thing. Um loads out but I've got loads of space now so it's good and a massive clean out um, yeah so 125 gigs and also all the other games that are coming out like, what's fours are going to be that's going to be big isn't it I can't be about yeah about but you won't you won't play that though, well I'll play it for a week mm, I'm not class. convinced there's no there's no shops to stop and look in because oh, it's all set on race tracks it'll be lovely so. shiny things to look at for a bit Prague Prague will be there shinier <laughs> <laughs> guarantee you um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, so that's it. My hard drive's nice and sorted out. Got rid of loads of games. Um, I've only got a couple in there now. Review games and that's it. It's good. Ready for the autumn huge amount of games that are coming out. Um, let's talk about games. Let's talk about games we've been reviewing. Um, Darren, let's start with you. What's your first one? Well, um, as I said, I was looking forward to it and Stray landed on the Xbox last week. Oh. So I... Um, put my hands up being a cat owner myself to review it and um the review is live now and i never played it the first time around when it uh last year when it was released for the playstation so i was glad to kind of save myself um and i i really enjoyed it i think it's brilliant it's um basically you play um as a little cat and you fall down into this underground abandoned city and it's just populated by uh, machines and they've got their own little society and, and there's also some um mutated little monsters called zerks that kind of chase you in certain segments and all you're trying to do is find your family and get back up to the surface world basically and then part way through you befriend a little drone called b12 and it's just really really brilliant how the cat and the drone build this relationship and i love how all of the um machines react to the cat and it's just i just love it it's real i said in the review like it's very very good at creating a world that you can totally escape into um the the platform is solid as well it's not overly complicated it's quite a linear adventure but that's quite nice because you can just kind of take it all in i think it looks fantastic as well it sounds brilliant you know, the animations of the cat itself are brilliant. You can curl up and have a little sleep, rub up against people's legs and show them affection, meow whenever you want. It's just brilliant. And the best thing is you can jump in a little bucket 
and ride zip wires from building to building and a cat sitting in the bucket is the cutest thing I've ever seen. So I, I loved it. The only criticism and the only thing that stopped it getting a five from me was it is short. So I'm one of those gamers who likes to have a look around, find the secrets. Um, and even I finished it in just under six hours in a couple of sittings. So it is short, but it's brilliant while it lasts. And I'm not sure if there will be a sequel, but I would very much welcome it because I think it's I think it's brilliant. And it's not retailing at like full full price game. It's like twenty, twenty five pounds if it's on sale. So it's it's worth it. I loved it. Good. Um I've played it. I loved it as well. Um Richard, you played it? Yes. You like that uh, I, No, I was a bit disappointed with it. Yeah. Um I think Darren's right with the, the world that that it creates is is fantastic, but I just thought the gameplay was a bit repetitive for me. Right. Yeah. We I, should point out though that you don't have cats though, you have rabbits. I uh I put my so prejudice if, if to we, one side as well and I don't, still, I don't still give away disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a little bunny in the game, I think you'd have been giving it five out of five on Yes. Uh hundred <laughs> percent. But <laughs> Paul you haven't played it, have you? Yeah. I haven't played it, no. Um, I'm quite keen to. Mm. Um, so I may have to uh, see about pacing that. But, uh, yeah, playing games for fun seems to be something of a dying art in the world of a game reviewer these days. So <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it, Paul. I think I understand I think you're right. where, where Rich is coming from as well. But for me, I'm the type of gamer, probably like Gareth, that likes to look at in shop windows and things on Forza and just being immersed in that world was brilliant and I kind of forgot that yeah the gameplay is quite linear and you know you don't have to find items and solve really complex puzzles for me it was just about the kind of experience and that's why I really really enjoyed it but I did as I say not give it five it got the, the hallowed four and a half out of five score from me so Poor score. I hope you're immediately going to have the piss taken out of you know? yeah it's good oh I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure anybody I anybody who gives a game four and a half these days it's like it's open season isn't it yeah um yeah good Richard. I knew you were having a good time Darren because uh you put on discord I've, I've just come out of a sewer and it's one thirty in the morning that could yes, have, we, we, we were hoping you were talking nothing about. Nothing to do with video games. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, because confused that was a nice time not to get. Good, there you go, Richard. What's your game? Um, I talk about strange horticulture for Switch. Is a game I think it's been out on PC for a while, but it's made the jump over to Xbox. I believe. I don't know if it's on anything else. Um, so it describes itself as a, an occult plant puzzler um you end up inheriting this shop from a deceased relative like all good video games seem to start and um you just have a screen in front of you that's got a lot of weird and wonderful looking plants and then people come into the shop um and sort of describe these plants or describe a plant that they're looking for and you have to then match up the correct plant with what they're requesting and as the, as the game continues, you, there's a story in, involving a weird witch cult and um, someone being summoned from from somewhere. It's, it gets quite confusing at times. Um, but then you also have this big map, which is separated into grid references. And this is the bit that I really enjoyed. Each each after each day, you get you get given a little cryptic clue as to as to a grid reference and then if you select the correct grid reference uh, you unlock new plants um, and then you get letters and stuff that have these weird references as well that you have to find so this this treasure hunt aspect of strange horticulture i really enjoyed um some of the the, the clues that they give you are quite ingenious in the way that you work them out and then later on you get this this round disc and i think is it the old um Spanish pesetas that had a hole in the middle. Mm. It's sort of, it's like that. So it's got this square in the middle that fits just around the correct grid reference, and then there's a load of symbols on the side. So you need to figure out the correct grid reference, and then the correct symbol, and that will point you to other locations to to find as well. The actual matching up of the plants to what people are requesting, I found a bit weak. 
um, especially in the early game, because even though you only have a small selection of plants at this time, um, some of the their descriptions are like, oh, it's blue and it's got leaves, and <laughs> you could have you could have two or three like that, and it's and it's a, it is a little bit guesswork. It doesn't. Whereas the the grid references is it's either right or wrong. These descriptions of the plants are a little bit obscure at times, and um, if you get so many wrong in a day, you you have to then solve them. You sort of descend into a little bit of um, a darkened state, and then have another separate puzzle to solve before you can then start continue to to solve these plant puzzles again. Um, I think it's six or seven hours to to complete. Um, there's multiple endings. And there's also an achievement for finishing it without uh, using the hint system, which I had to use several times because of the obscurity of some of these clues that were being given for the plants. Um, I think I gave it three stars. It was good. Like I said, the, the treasure hunt aspect was really good, and I would have much preferred it to just be that, basically. But the, the, the matching up of the plants I found a bit weak at times, especially early on. Good. It does sound it's intriguing. Yeah. But it does sound like it's a bit hard work. Yeah, once you get more plants, you, like you have this encyclopedia that, that has details of all the flowers, but it doesn't tell you specifically what they are. You need to then read that and find it. Once you start getting more, more of an understanding, mm. it does become a little bit easier. But those, those, that first hour or two it is a bit of a slog. Yeah. Okay. Strange. Okay. Three stars. Thank you, Richard. What about you, Paul? What have you got? I have got four point five game. game you got. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um I have been playing a game called Shadow Gambit Colon The Cursed Crew. And it's a sort of stealth strategy game. And the the twist is that you're playing as a crew of undead pirates with special powers so if you imagine like the start of pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl where they're wandering around and they're all zombies and stuff it's like that but you're controlling them and mm. it's really really good i've thoroughly enjoyed it the story's cracking there's uh, you have to rescue a ghost ship called the red marley and that then becomes the base of operations and then you have to recover her crew and revive them. And then you can select them to go on missions with. And all of the characters are very different. They've got, like the ship's doctor, for instance, can grow bushes from nothing that you can hide in. Whereas the woman that we start with called Aphia, she's, um, her ability lets her teleport to enemies and stab them and stuff. So it's it's very, very good, very enjoyable. It looks great. The voice acting in it is fantastic. It's all proper pirates. Um, you walk around going, ah. So, um, <laughs> and, mm. you know, the, the missions are, are quite big with a lot of objectives to do. So sneaking about, it's very, very stealthy. You cannot play this like your Rambo. You've, you've got to sneak. You've got to hide the bodies. You've got to make sure you don't get seen. But there's nothing better than coming across like a group of enemies and planning out what move each crew member is going to do. And then you launch the attack with just a single button press. And it's it's brilliant. It's really good. Um, and I will invite you, Gareth, to guess what score I gave it. I reckon you gave it a four. Well, in that case, you are incorrect, good sir. <laughs> what did you give? You did give it a four. It's not, it's not is it? It... It is, yes. <laughs> I love how I, 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 oh I, I, seem to be, I seem to be stuck in a rut of only playing very good games at the moment. So, uh, oh, I'm looking it's forward to something game, dreadful. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm never playing a bike game again after that Monster Energy one. I'm still having PTSD now. Uh, but Paul, can I just ask a question? Is it RPG? No, no, no I'm, t- I'm not taking questions. <laughs> oh, <at this>. Or is it an RTS? Can I, what, what kind of what's the style of it? What can you compare um, it to? It's it's a stealth strategy game. Oh, a stealth strategy game. So like, it's like, not turn based. It's right. it's all you control 
each member of the crew. You can control them as a group or you can control them individually. Um, and then basically you have to accomplish the missions that Marley sets you. So like a, almost like a command and conquer thing, you'll select them as units or you select them on their own and they go off and do their little bits on that. Yeah, kind but of. a lot more stealthy okay. with many more undead pirates, no tanks. Brilliant. Perfect. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we got to the bottom uh, of I got to that, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been playing a game called Scarf. I reviewed, I think. Um, Scarf is a little platformer. Uh, there's a story about Cosmic Dragon um, getting split into seven different regions, and then you have to go off and basically, you don't worry about any of that. You've got, a, you've got. <laughs> don't a, worry about the story. Don't worry about that. You've got a little scarf that's the sentinel being. It's like a part of the dragon, so it kind of like goes around your neck, but also gives you special abilities like jump, double jump, gliding. Um, little catapult technique later on. Um, it can you can do grappling as well with it. So the scarf acts as a kind of like a way of you doing a normal platforming game. And it's the visual look of it. It's almost like a little bit a little bit like Journey, the, the PS, the PlayStation game it has a little bit of feel of that. It's a very kind of lovely looking game, even though when close up the textures aren't great. But it's it's a it's a nice experience if you like your platform games and you like a little. It's like a five-hour experience. I really enjoy myself. I really liked, like, you know, one of those games you sit down and go, and then you realise, actually, I've, I've nearly done this. I've sat down for the whole night in 12. Mm. Like Darren in the sewers at 1.30. I'm the same thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, it was a nice, it was a really nice experience. It was quite a nice little summer game to play for some reason. I don't know why I think that. Um, it reminded me a little bit of On Me as well, which is a game I think I reviewed on Game Pass. And... Uh, What's that one? Rhyme as well. Um, it has a little bit of elements of that. Yeah, really really good. Some good visual storytelling, lots of collectibles to find some nice little game mechanics. Um, and that's out now. Scarf. I don't I think it's quite cheap. I don't think it's very expensive. Good. I'm getting through this. Darren, what's your game? Your next game? <laughs> uh, so my second game is Broforce Forever. And I know you might be expecting Paul to talk about this one, but I've taken this one because mm. um, I remember playing it when it first came out years ago. I think it was back in 2015 it, uh, for PC. Um, and it kind of harks back to the days of Metal Slug and side-scrolling shoot-em-ups like that. And it's very kind of um, satirical in terms of patriotic Americanism. So, you know, you, every time you you clear an area of, of baddies it's area liberated and stars and you know stripes spangled banners and all this business so it's brilliant it's got a wicked sense of humor and you play as several characters that are inspired by movie legends um from hollywood so you've got ellen rip bro instead of ellen ripley from alien <laughs> um rambro instead of rambo and so on and so forth you can imagine uh, but recently it's had an update so it's bro force forever uh, and this is actually the first time it's made it onto Xbox because it's made it to Switch before, it's made it to PlayStation, but finally it's made it to Xbox and it's on Game Pass, which is really exciting. So as you um, you basically fly around the world liberating um, countries, whether they like it or not, um, and you drop in by a helicopter and start shooting the bad guys, basically, and you free other bros as you play, and that gives you an extra life. So if you then die as the character you're playing, you then play as that character you've just saved and, and the lives stack. Um, and all the characters are, as you'd expect, faithful to those who um, have inspired them. So Ellen Ripley from Alien, for example, she's got a laser blaster, but you also get a special move, and that's a big flamethrower, um, like in the film. So it's really well done. And, it, you know, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You run around and shoot stuff, um, but it's it's really good fun. And there's lots of explosions, as you can imagine. And then that that breaks apart the stage. So you can break pretty much anything. So you've got to be careful because if it starts a chain reaction, you can fall to your death and you can get caught up in explosions really easily and get killed. So it's really, really good. Um, there's also uh, online um, multiplayer and local multiplayer. We're going to play a bit of that later. Um, the only thing is for me, as much as I enjoy it, I think as you get further on, it gets more challenging. It does get a little bit frustrating at times because sometimes you'll feel like you've been unfairly killed or if, if blocks fall from above, they can crush you quite easily and kill you. So it kind of disrupts the rhythm a little bit. Um, so I kind of 
have taken breaks and gone back to it because if I get killed so many times in the same place, I want to avoid throwing my controller at the wall. Uh, but that's where I think multiplayer will come in because you can drop in and out. It's on Game Pass. It's online. So it's going to be, I think, it's going to breathe replayability into the game because you can kind of get your friends involved and stuff. So, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, review should be out very, very soon. Um, just a bit of multiplayer to test, and then I'll be there, I think. Oh, you lot are going to do it tonight. Enjoy. Yeah. 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 It, sounds, it sounds like a Gareth game, this. It does. But... <laughs> sounds like I want to point my, like point my eyes it. out. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richard, what have you got? I'm intrigued what your next one. Yeah, I've been wanting to talk about this one for a few weeks now. Um, so I'm going to give it its full title. Um, bear with me. So it's called, Yeah, You Want Those Games, in inverted commas, right? So here you go. Now let's see you clear them. <laughs> and basically, it's... Have you ever seen those adverts on, like, your news feed and stuff where you see, like, a um a guy he's behind some pins and you have to pull them but then if you pull the wrong ones a wolf will come and eat him and stuff oh like yeah that. yeah yeah and then when you actually go and click on it it turns out it's nothing like that at all but someone's created a game like those adverts so you can actually play them now <laughs> and i'm i'm playing it on the switch um i think i don't think it's a, it might be on steam as well um and there's five of these games of from like these adverts that you've seen so there's that one there's one where you're walking along like a a 3d path precariously and then you need to collect money and then use the money to build bridges over these obstacles um one where you're mixing up different colors and need to get them in the right order um and my favorite one is the one where you see a tower and you've got a number above your head and then there's various other there's another tower with various other sections and you need to click the right one to make sure that you your number's higher than that one so you can defeat the enemy um it's just these little these little adverts that you've seen someone's actually made a game of them now and it's great fun each time you complete a level you get um a point to your iq score and then obviously as you as your iq score progresses you unlock various different things there's um there's a gacha machine so where you can spend your coins um and create your um name badge which seems a bit unusual because it's single player only so no one's ever going to see it um i think at the moment i'm called scintillating santa claus or something like that on it <laughs> but no one else is going to see it it's, it's just that it's just that kind of silliness and and the fact that someone's seen these adverts and thought actually I'm going to be the one that makes a game of these now. Mm. I think it's an absolutely genius idea, and I don't know why it's taken this long, basically. Um, but yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, do a few few levels a day. I think there's about 250 in total, and currently my IQ score is in the 80s. But I'm determined. You get you, you get different gradings on them. I'm determined to get three stars on on each of them. Um, but it's just something that I pick up five ten minutes a time and, and do a few levels and it's good fun good good hopefully they might come to the xbox as well um thank you richard paul i have a question oh, go on go on paul um you know when you say that you you raises your iq is is that in real life no because my iq is still way above 83 <laughs> if you do well, say so yeah. yourself <laughs> okay that's what we should do on uh, here. Live IQ we should, test. We should do a live yeah. IQ test. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we should. <laughs> well, I think no. we should. I mean, you've been giving it Billy Big Bollocks there, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, get the bleeping machine. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Billy Big Potatoes. That's <laughs> all. That, cut that bit out as well, Gareth. Yeah, all right. I'll do that. I'll be on that. Be straight on that. Um, Paul, what's your next? Hello. One? My next game is a little shoot 'em up called Astro Flame Starfighter. Um, and it's about as uh, exciting as you might expect. Um, it's a vertically scrolling shoot 'em up. Um, there's absolutely nothing original about it that I've managed to find so far. Um, you go through the levels, you collect green blobs. There's no indication of what these green blobs are, but you can spend these green blobs in the hangar to upgrade your spaceship because unlike most shoot-em-ups, there's no power-ups as you go through the levels. You have to finish the level, 
spend the blobs you've collected and then you're more powerful for the next level and so on and so on. Um, it's the very definition of okay. It's not going to set the world on fire. It's not dreadful. Um, and there will be a review forthcoming. And I'll give you a, a spoiler alert here. It's not going to get four out of four and a half oh. out of five. Oh, God. <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah, hopefully the curse is now broken and I will no longer have the uh, Michael extracted from me forcibly by Gary. <laughs> no, you will. Can I, can I ask is, a question, please? There is a HR complaint going in. Anyway, yes, yeah, sorry, Richard. Go ahead, my friend. Why are you lying, Paul? Uh, Why am I lying? You're obviously going to give it five no stars. I am capable of giving it different scores. It's just that, you know, things have conspired just lately to uh, mean that I've played a lot of four and a half star game. Yeah. So, and that is all I am going to say on the subject. Uh, <laughs> let me just do the last game. I've already played this for about. 45 minutes to an hour, so I'm not going to talk about Everspace 2 now is on Game Pass. I think it came out yesterday. Um, 30 gigs. There you go, another hard drive fact. Um, Paul, you're, I think you're reviewing, aren't you? I think I'm, you're, I'm going to be reviewing it. You yet. had a go uh, yet? I haven't had a go yet because I've been uh, in Manchester for two days oh, yeah. with Xboxless. Yes. So, uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, it's all right. It's, yeah, it's all right. Um, it's you basically got a, there's a 30 hour campaign. You kind of go through the story, and you you're in your ship, and you're shooting things. It just doesn't feel very fast or very actiony. It's like the ship feels like it's always standing still. Um, it's a bit jaggedy as well for me. It's it's freezing a lot and then starting again. So, but it's fine. It's fine. See what, Paul, see what Paul thinks of it next week, maybe. Um, four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, good. Um, that's our games. Let's talk about some news, because there's quite a bit of news here. Um, let's first of all just talk Assassin's Creed fans. It might just be me, maybe Richard as well. All three of you. Yeah, um, Assassin's yep. Creed fan yeah. Mirage is, um, got a, it's been given a release date. It's moved up a week, which is kind of, so they've said we're ready to go, so we're going to make it October the... I think third or fourth. Was it fifth? Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good news for that week because we've got Yay. we've also got we've got a lot of games to play. Really, it's, this autumn is madness. Especially it's all Starfield though. September, October though. God, that's mental. Um, mm. Yeah. So there you go. That's going to be their week. Um, interesting thing that's happened this week is about Forza, which is coming out maybe the same. Day or maybe the day after, I think, or something like that. Maybe sixth or one. I'm making dates up. Um, <laughs> there was a kind of debate, wasn't there? Because basically, Forza said they're not going to, it's like with the Halo thing, and they said they're not going to be ready. They're not going to have, um, is that split screen? Um, split screen spectator yeah. uh, mode, which is always, I always love that spectator mode from back in when we played on the 360. What was that brilliant racing game? Project, Project Gotham Racing. Oh yes, yeah. That used to happen, didn't they? Spectate. You could just go around and look at what people were mm. doing online. I love that. No one's else. No one's had that. Um, so they get rid of that. So this caused a debate whether our game's suffering about having to deliver the Series X and the Series S. This would happen with Halo, of course, because it was they had to do it for the Xbox One as well, which was the reason a lot of people thought there was a delay for a year. Um, is the Xbox Series S struggling to keep up? You lot, what do you think? Do you think there's a there's a story here, or is it just a lot of moaning? Mm. Um, I think it depends, doesn't it? Because it isn't as powerful as the X, but it is the same generation because it's like a, a different option. So I know that um, there's some commentary around Baldur's Gate three mm. um, coming to Xbox, and is this a factor as well? Because uh, that has reviewed incredibly well. Mm. I think it's the best review. It's it's just pipped um, Tears of the Kingdom now as the best reviewed game of the year so far. I mean, Game of the Year is going to be impossible this year. There's so mm. many and there's so many to come. Um, so I, yeah, I think there is probably something in it. I don't think it's stopping lots and lots of games come in unless there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about and it's a real struggle um but yeah i think there is i think there is something in it um and it is a shame because it's meant that Baldur's gate 3 has been delayed for xbox players and 
that's gonna that's gonna feel like a missed opportunity, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it, it, the only thing I would think is if it, and we we're saying there might not be any, you know, the Xbox people might go. There's no it doesn't make any difference. But if there is a kind of like problem about certain things you can't do, as this generation gets bigger and bigger and goes on to 2028 when the rumor is for the next console, you know, the games are going to get more and more powerful and use every element of the Series X and S. Mm. Will those problems further down the line be become bigger? I don't know. It's don't not know. so much the the hardware, I don't think. Isn't it? Isn't it that Microsoft have a parity clause, so that you have to, if you are doing something on the X, you've also got to do it on the S. Um, isn't that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but that's, that's what I remember reading. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, that's probably with taking the example of Baldur's Gate. It's it's running the co-op again that's turning out to be the problem on the Series S. But when they launched the game on the Steam Deck, they disabled the uh, the co-op feature. It's just not there. You have to go into the boot menu of it and tell it that you're not running on a Steam Deck in order to put it back in. Um, so, I mean, given that co-op these days, split-screen co-op, is so rare, I can't remember the last time I played a game like that. Um, you will tonight. Does, well, it won't. It won't be split screen though, will it? Because yeah, but the point I mean, sure. means it means you sat next to each other, sharing the same screen. But I think the point is, Paul, isn't it? If a game is like four years down the line, and that game is using every ounce of what the Series X can do, would that be a problem for the S? Because it hasn't got it hasn't it got seems, the same power as the, yeah, as the I mean, Series X. Reading around, obviously doing all my homework and stuff, ready for this uh, podcast. It turned. It, it was. It was. It appears that the S, although it's the same generation, is built. Obviously, it's built to a lower spec. So the X will do all the 4K fancy dancy graphics, whereas the S is like a 1080p machine. Um, so I mean, and, and I know we're all really big graphical fidelity guys here. We'd, we'd nothing like better than seeing a lovely 4K game, but. I mean, if it's going to start affecting the way that games play, then I, I think this parity clause may have to go. Mm. You know, it's all very well saying we'll bring a game out on the S as well, mm. but it won't be quite as, you know, it won't have quite as many features as the X does because mm. it just, it can't handle it. Well, that's so, the, is that the issue though, the fact that developers are having to make slightly different versions of the game and that's what's holding it up. Because I think the, the, the way forward with this, and I think that's they probably should have done it at the beginning, is this slim Xbox Series X or whatever, if it doesn't have a disk drive, then it would save some money that way because it's supposed to be a more accessible price point for people, isn't it? So I think that might be the only way if it's got the same power under the hood, but it's a bit cheaper without a disk drive. But they do it all already with like your different... Um, graphical and performance things so you always see that that table now and I remember Cyberpunk had it where the Xbox Series X could run it certain ways the Series S could run it different ways that were slightly that weren't as good um, and then I think I think the PlayStation got it right in terms of their two consoles at launch having just having a discless version of the same console, I think, works a little bit mm. better in their favour as opposed to having this pared-down version of the console whilst it's a lot cheaper. Um, but I think it is starting to cause a few issues now. Mm. Good. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Um, let's talk about this Xbox strike enforcements um, <laughs> idea. So the idea... worried? <laughs> yeah, I'm petrified. Um, it's basically we've got this system of like um, to stop abuse, to stop racist abuse online. There's a a strike-based enforcement program going to Xbox, and I think the system goes: if you get um, one strike, you get banned for 24 hours. This is is this right? Am I making this up? Um, if you get no, no, that's right. If you get I don't know two strikes, you get. Um, it's like a week. I think if you get eight strikes, you'll be banned for a... Will you be banned for a year or forever? A year, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, 
And I think the well, only... you can still that's only you're only banned from the online section. Right. You can still play your game catalogue and everything else. Yes. So it's not like a permanent ban where you lose access to all <laughs> just of lose your, your Xbox stuff you bought. That yeah, basically harsh. it just breaks it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you get a, a permanent ban, that's it. You can't even play the games that you've bought. So Okay. Yeah. Be good online there, kids. So does it act Sorry. It, sorry, I was going to say, does it actually brick the console or does it just ban that account so people can I, get around I it by creating a it, new account? I think it bans the account, but then obviously you've lost everything that you've got on that account. You've lost your game score and your uh, purchase history and all the rest of it. So it is quite a serious thing. So, and I think the idea is that you can submit, you know, voice clips that you... Um, Mm-hmm. Of of action, you know, you can have a look. I think they're going to they're going to put this in a bit more, so you can actually be able to do that a bit easier. And there you go, and that's going to happen. We had sort of had this on the three sixty, didn't we? First of all, this kind of like, do you remember you could report players? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we talked about this. Do you remember we? being on the underground um, zone as well? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was, like, that yeah. was the best place to be because yeah. then you could just do whatever you wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think this is a good thing? I mean, people, there's people. Criticizing and saying, I don't think it goes far enough. That's what some people are saying. Like a, a twenty, a twenty-four hour an hour ban, or whatever it is, isn't going to be. Is it enough? You can just keep doing that for a while. What do you think? I, th- I think it's a start because mm. we don't have anything mm. like that in place at the moment. Um, I mean, Darren, Darren, and myself and Paul had it only a few weeks ago on Exo Primal, where some guy was spouting off in there about someone's grandma. <laughs> um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! So, but all about that. We should have and, voice clipped him and reported him. Yeah. But that was the first time it happened in a while, for for whatever reason. Um, I think it might have been due to proximity chat or something like that. Um, so, it, but obviously, it's not gone away. So, anything like that that they are introducing, if it doesn't go far enough, I think it's a good start at least. Mm. Good. Good. Okay. Fine. Um, now, Darren brought this up because it's a really good thing. Is the THQ showcase happened, and Darren saw the whole thing. Um, there was a, Darren, Darren's the greatest. He's Darren's very good. Darren's <laughs> your favourite. Yeah, we know. Oh, we know, oh. Darren. Um, not like you. <laughs> what do we like? I mean, Darren, do we have the quick look through? Um, the one thing I was forgot about is Alone in the Dark. First of I, all, I was I was about to mention Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Does anybody else think that the main guy that was in the trailer looks like Gareth? With a bit more hair. David Harbour. David Harbour. Yeah. No, yeah, the guy that was chatting away to, um, to yeah. the camera. I thought that was Gareth. I thought that was you, Gareth. I'll take David Harbour. I like him. Well, you know, yeah. we, he had hair, but apart from that, he looked just like you. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. But I forgot all about it. It's coming, that's coming in October as well. Yeah, that kind of, I think a few weeks ago, it just kind of popped up after the showcase season. Was like, by the way, this is coming as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it a lot in the dark back in the day, back in the 90s. Um, yeah, I'll be intrigued by mm. this. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, anyone else? Any other games? Darren, what was your one? What was your highlight? My highlight was probably was Alone in the Dark, but I played a bit of Titan Quest years ago on, uh, I've got, got a couple of on Steam. So Titan Quest 2 coming out, I think a lot of people will be excited about. Um, and it had quite an interesting trailer as well. But it's one of those games where playing it for fun might be difficult because it's quite a, a lengthy game. Um, but, you know, you can play on your own or you can get friends involved with online multiplayer as well. And it's steeped in kind of, Greek mythology as well, which is something that really interests me. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, and also Trine, the fifth mm. one, um, is coming at the end of August, which I know is really popular. Um, and yeah, that looks that looked pretty good as well. Again, it's a couch co-op involved in that, um, what Paul was talking about earlier. So Not on the series <laughs> Not on the series S, yeah. Uh, so I think there's um, some really good kind of sequels to well-known IPs that are coming that may have forgotten about, to be fair, with everything else that's coming out. Mm. Can can you just tell me a bit more about this Titan Quest? Because I watched the trailer and I thought, well, that all looks great, but I didn't have any kind of clue as to what the game plays like. What What is it? Is it an action-adventure? Is it a strategy one? What? How do you play it? Um, how to describe it? So um, it's like a... I guess it's like an RTS type situation. 
Um, you know, you've got like you've got to manage skill systems and pick up loot and stuff like that. But it's been a long, long time since I played it, so um, I'm probably not the best person to come to. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, that you were my last vote, Terry. Oh, sorry, Phil. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's it's. I would say like kind of RTS style strategy. Awesome, Paul. What did I'll, you like? I'll, um, I liked that. I liked Titan Quest. The trailer looked really good. Um, I do like a Spartan. I have to say, uh, the the proper Spartans, not them ponces in the green power armor. Um, the obviously a new South Park game is quite exciting. I do like that. Um, I enjoyed the other two that I've played. So this one going 3D and being co-op as well promises that it might be quite good. Um, we'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, and then obviously Alone in the Dark. That's uh, a very old and storied franchise with a new entry. I'm uh, looking forward to that one. That oh. looks like it should be quite good. I thought Gothic 2 might be your bag. But... Yeah, yeah, but I never played the first one, so uh, I wouldn't have any idea what's going on. Well, I don't I'd have to ask Darren to explain it to me and I you think know, hope... no further forward. I think hopefully they might take that into account. <laughs> people might know. Uh, Richard, what about you? Anything you like to look at there? Yeah, um, I'm I'm a slightly sceptical about Alone in the Dark um, because I've played two of them. I thought they were both pants. <laughs> uh, same two for South Park Snow Day because whilst the last two were both very good RPGs, this one with it going 3D just reminds me of the original PS1 game, which was like a first-person shooter when it wasn't very good. Um, but our recreation, um, I'd, I'd forgotten about this game. Uh, it's by the people at Three Fields Entertainment who have previously done the, the Dangerous Golf, uh, Dangerous Danger Zone as well. Um, they were, they're all former, or they were former burnout devs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this one now because uh, they've got quite a good pedigree. Oh, so they're from it's from Burnout Devs, is it? Because I saw I thought that when I watched it, I thought this yeah. looked like the old, um, you know, you could do the uh, the crash bit in uh, the early Burnouts. Yeah, well, that's what Danger Zone One and Two are. It's literally just the crash junctions. They're a few years old now. Um, that they that they did after they left Criterion, I think it was mm-hmm. that they left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this sort of seems to be following along the same lines and looks pretty good as well. Cool. Good. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, now, last week we did the Xbox Hub Team top five RPGs from the don't, all don't the stuff. Really angered Paul, but because none of Paul's choices <laughs> are in there. Didn't include any RPGs. But, <laughs> he did, you know, he just small did, details. Yeah. And that. we're going to anger him even more now because most of his choices <laughs> didn't get into the top five. <laughs> <laughs> so, no one. But this I'm week, surrounded by idiots, I know where stars <laughs> coming from. Now. We're gonna do the top five FPS games, um, and we gave them again. I did it my list of a of a choice of ten. There was not many arguments about my list. It was okay, um, and and I everyone got a score, and now I've got the top five, or maybe six. Mm, I'm not going to say anything. Um, yeah. Um, so there's a big list. We won't, we won't go through the list, the whole 10 list, but we're good. So we're ready for number five. We should have some music for this. If I could oh, possibly rather. six. Yeah, we'll possibly six, but number five. Is Wolfenstein Games, the FPS Wolfenstein Games. So that's the, what are they called? New Blood? Old Blood? New, old, new Blood, Old Blood and Young Blood, yeah. Yeah. Good? You happy with that, Paul? Yeah, and Wolfenstein 2 as well, obviously. Yeah. Yes, I, I do like the Wolfenstein games. I good. enjoyed everyone, those immensely. Everyone, they're good, number five. And number four is the Far Cry series of games. I'm a big Far Cry fan. I am even like the ones that no one else likes. What was the last one? Far Cry... Six. Six. What was there? Where was that base? I can't remember. There was a Colorado. That was, um, no, the Colorado was five. Oh, was six this was the, the um, South American? In the, yeah, yeah, South American. That was, good. Game, that was okay. Yeah. Um, at number three is Doom. Recent Doom games, one and two. Darren would um, big fan of that, aren't you, Darren? Yes. Happy with that result? Number Massive three. fan of Doom. Really good, yeah. Um, at number two is Titanfall. One and two. So, so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I'm, I'm agreeing with this. It's really sad that there hasn't been another Titanfall game. I know it's like mad, isn't it? It's mad that they went on to do what's it called that 
thing they do. Apex Legends. Yeah, I know. Um, and at number one, we have got a joint winner. The same points. Is and it maybe, maybe you two can decide which one should win out of this. Maybe that's what we're going to do. We're going to actually give a top one for these two. It's Bioshock series and Halo. Oh, oh, that's God. very difficult. A joint it's, it's not one. at all. It's Bioshock. Because <laughs> Halo sucks. So Paul's got Bioshock. Bioshock sucks as well, but, you know, it sucks <gasps> like a little Halo. Paul, come on. Um, and Richard, what do you reckon? So Paul's going for Bioshock. Um, in terms of it being a first-person shooter, I'll go Halo. Oh, um, Just that, for the gunplay. Good. Darren, what are you going to go for? I'm really conflicted because the first Halo is one of my favourite games of all time, but consistency across the series, I was more disappointed, especially five. I was really disappointed of five. And I've got mixed feelings about Infinite. So I'm 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 really struggling. Um but I would say Halo just because I enjoyed the first one so much, but across the series i think bioshock's got better consistency i mean i love bioshock infinite i think it's fantastic but yeah i'll go hello and i'm gonna go bioshock so exactly where we left off exactly a draw <laughs> yeah exactly a draw that's good sorry about gareth's that. taken us to deadlock <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we need we need a we need an icebreaker yeah <laughs> yeah um Maybe you can write him and say which I'll one you I'll tell you what, we could, we could make the best FPS of all time, Battlefield. Oh, my God. That was one of the worst oh, ones. Bad Company Please. 2 is one of the greatest games ever. <laughs> yeah. No one thought about that, Paul. It was quite low. It's quite a, quite a low score. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> honestly. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Philistines, Philistines, a lot of you. So there we go. That's our top five from us at the Xbox Hub team. Maybe we're going to do, not next week because we've got the thing, maybe the week after I thought maybe we'd do open world games. Maybe all driving, but we'll find out. We'll find out, I think. <laughs> driving. God. Driving's a bit boring because it's going to be four. I'm going to for Test Drive Unlimited. Oh, that's a good game. Um, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, <laughs> good, there you go. That's our little little five then. And um, we got we're gonna do a Gamescom special next week. Um we're gonna probably just preview the game for the opening night. Maybe have one prediction of what we're gonna see. I mean he's already said Jeff, isn't he, that um don't expect new games. But he's, I think he said this last time. It's gonna be more about what's been happening in the last year. Um mm. so games have already been announced, which is not a bad thing because there's loads of stuff there. Um what's your prediction? So I think a one each maybe. Darren, what have you got? I've been thinking about this and I really don't know. Um, I know there's updates of Alan Wake 2 and stuff in the pipeline. Um, but not that I think it's going to happen. But I would love to see something resurface, like maybe Beyond Good and Evil 2. So I'll go <laughs> for that just to rile Paul. It's not happening. Not happening, mate. Give up on it. Skull and Bones will be out before... Beyond good, you've got to. <laughs> what to Skull and Bones? I forgot. Was it, wasn't it meant to be? <laughs> was it meant to be? It was be? meant to be out, and yeah, and James is just, he's beside himself with did, grief. Did they say there was something going to happen this summer? It was like a, the open beta and everything else, and no? Yeah, they've gone back. Who to, knows they've anymore? Gone back to beta. They had a man playing a sea shanty, and that was it yeah. when they oh were at whatever God. showcase they were at. The they spent board. so much money on that. It's like the Tories. Spend money on these useless oh. projects. Sorry, Paul. Uh, <laughs> just floating there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 it's just like the system of government in this country, Gary. That was one of your most tenuous it's links it's I've it's ever heard. Putting money into something that doesn't work. Um, uh, like actors. <laughs> Richard, what's your prediction? Uh, based on what, what Jeff said, then. I would like to see some news about Dead Island 2 DLC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just... I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm that was a shock. I'm tempering my expectations. <laughs> Richard will be, Richard's going to be happy as Larry if there's some Dead Island DLC. Oh, good. Good well Richard. I like it. Yeah. Um, good. No, don't go in expecting too much and no. you'll never be disappointed. Good. Uh, That's well, true. But... Maybe there'll be another Xbox collaboration, like the Porsche one or something. <laughs> hey, that Porsche! <laughs> I, like, that. I would have loved that Porsche Xbox. That looked awesome. <laughs> Paul, what are you expecting? What's your prediction? Um, I'm I'm going to. Oh, I don't know. Um, 
I'll say that we're going to see EA finally come out and give us Bad Company 3 from the Battlefield series. <laughs> finally. I mean, I've only been waiting since, what? what was it, 2000, something like that? Our chance of Beyond Good and Evil 2 happening. There yeah, is that, that, That's been quietly binned. There was just, there's, only, there's only Darren who believes in it. It's like the Sooth Fairy or Santa Claus. I hope it's Darren's right. right. I hope he's not. Scintillating Santa Claus. <laughs> Scintillating Santa Claus. <laughs> Pod, podcast title. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Scintillating like Santa Claus in full effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to predict. I'm not going to predict. I'm going to predict something really boring because I know what's. There's all the rumors already. So the rumor is that we're going to the stalker game from the Ukrainian developers mm-hmm. is oh, going yes. to get a release date and the release date the rumour is there's a placeholder at the moment for December um, there is a massive gap in the sort of November December time this year there isn't much in there except for Call of Duty now which we know it's to play everything in September and October yeah, I know but they still will try yeah. to fill it with stuff so it's I that, that feels quite a strong one for me that that might actually make it this year which would be amazing for Xbox as well, because Game Pass as well. Another mm-hmm. Game Pass, big that one. Would be good. Yeah. Um, so I reckon that, I think maybe on the PlayStation front, I mean, maybe they might have that Last of, Last of Us Fractions thing. Maybe they might see something of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we might get some pleasant surprises in there. I do have one more prediction. Oh, yeah. Sorry, can I say one more thing before that? that I forgot. Yeah. I've got to say this. <laughs> Richard, what about the bloody your game, the Age of Empires? We forgot oh, four. about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That should be there, shouldn't it? Because they did talk that's coming to Series X. Yeah. To be honest, with Age of Empires two being on there, I'm more than happy. Yeah. I don't need don't need mm. four on there. I want the videos about how to do the. <laughs> What's the it called? History the cup? Yeah, that's all I want. Um, uh, sorry, Dan. So what are you going to say? I was just going to say, knowing Jeff, I'm sure Hideo Kojima is going to pop up in some shape or form <laughs> with two minutes of something that we don't know what the hell it's about and then vanish again. Because apparently he's got an untitled game for Xbox in the works. There's Death Stranding 2 oh, coming up. So too. I think he will pop up probably out of a bloody jack in the box and everything. So I think he'll be there somewhere. Death Stranding 2, Richard. What about that? Back to those. There. Uh, oh, that'd be good. That'd be very good. Um, Good, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, what are we looking forward to next week before we go? Um, Paul? Uh, I am looking forward to not going to Manchester, hopefully. Oh. Okay. Oh. It's nice. Oh, okay. Manchester. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Richard, what about you? Uh, it's been a few weeks, but I'm off to a gig on Saturday to see a band called Frontera, uh, who are just the heaviest band I think I've ever listened to. So I'm, I've got me here. Oh. Earbuds ready. Jesus. <laughs> God's sake, I feel, I feel old now. Um, wait, what about you? You are old. I am old, yeah. I'm as old as you then, you late 50s. Darren, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I am younger than you, you horrible old man. Well, Darren, what you, what's your... Uh... Uh, well, I'm keeping it current, keeping it modern, uh, going temping bowling at the weekend with oh. some people work. So, yeah, I might even swing by for a car on the way home as well. <laughs> No, you are living, living the dream. That's Ten good. pin well, bowling and under carvery. It's it's like the eighties all over oh, again. I love that. It's I've good not been apps. since um, you can wear your own shoes these days. Apparently, COVID killed Ooh. off the bowling what, shoes. What so... to a carvery? Oh well, I, you know, it goes without saying. <laughs> you have to wear bowling shoes to the carvery and your own <laughs> shoes to the bowling. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I'll take any any way to get into a carvery. So wow. I'm not not going to be phased by that. <laughs> good. Um, I'm looking forward to the next week of game. I think Immortals of Avion's out next week. We'll see how that goes. But um, for now, if we need to get a hold of you, where do we get a hold of you, Darren? Uh, on um, Twitter, and my handle is at 27Darren. Good. And you, Richard? Uh, whatever it's called now, Twitter, X, Threads, <laughs> Instagram, and my handle is at double 1912. Good. Uh, what about you, Paul? <laughs> Um, I am on X and Threads, um, and my handle. <laughs> why are you laughing? It's my just handle ridiculous. is at Xbox Hub Paul. <laughs> Instagram, Paul. You're on Instagram. 
I am on Instagram. There's still nothing on Instagram. I have literally no idea what to put up there. Honestly, it's like you've got Instagram now. Brilliant. Uh, put a picture. What I put, in there? put a nice picture a of your pic- family or I don't know anything. Why would I want to put my as normal? Why would I put my family on Instagram? That's just well, you wrong. Might be celebrating but, them. Saying, hey, I'll tell you what. That, well, that would have been a good picture to put up there. Did, yeah. I, did you see that photograph I posted, Gareth, last week? Of what? When I went uh, fishing on Sunday, oh, I, I called into McDonald's for breakfast, as you do. Yeah. And the entire car park was full of Ferraris, Porsches, McLarens, Aston Martins. It was unbelievable. It was oh. like there must have been a million pounds worth of cars there, literally. Wow. And then just as I was leaving, they all left at the same time as me, so I tagged on the end of the convoy in my little box all the insignia. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was great. But I couldn't I couldn't keep up with them. They were quite a bit faster than my little diesel car would go. It's like me and Falls on a Riser when you lot have played the game for so long. My little yeah. blue car. Yeah. But honestly, uh, yeah, the, the sound as they started all the engines, it was just amazing. Wow, so. good. Okay. Um, and you can find me on things all the things that you'd be briny but for now gentlemen thank you very much tiktok but for now we'll see you next time bye bye you've been listening to the official podcast of xboxhub.com you'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast you can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.